All right, thank you. Um, our time is a little bit compressed. Most of you know we only have a certain allotted time to be in here. We've got to be out of here by a certain amount of time. So um, that means I've got to talk really fast or talk a lot less. We'll see which one it is. Uh, before we get right into the Word, I was remiss in one thing yesterday. Zandi sends her greetings to you folks and says she's sorry she couldn't be here this year. She's in Firefighting Academy in Orange County. You remember Zandi was with us last year. If you met Zandi, you wouldn't forget her. And uh, unfortunately, that also means we won't be able to revive the no-cal volleyball team this year. But uh, anyway, that's the way it goes. Um, we're going to hand out a handout. Now, I'm going to have to, i got a big problem already with that. It wasn't a lack of faith, a lack of other things, though, and a lack of planning, perhaps. I only have a hundred of these handouts. So I'm going to ask, as they're handed out, that you may be one per family. Maybe the younger kids don't get one if, you, if you're here with a family. Just use discretion. I will do this. If you would like to have one and don't get one, if you would write down in a legible fashion your email address, I'll be glad to send you one. If you're here and you have a Smarty Pants phone and you want me to send you one, then you'll have it right with you. Or if you have your computer, you can uh, access it that way and you'll have the handout. I apologize for that, but that's just the way it is. So, um, Tom and crew will be handing the, the handout out. Let's turn, if we could, to the book of Proverbs, chapter 1. And I'm going to read from the first verse, Proverbs chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment in equity, to give subtlety to the simple to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. And then Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. I mentioned yesterday evening that if you want to read a little bit and keep ahead, then read at least the first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs. We probably won't get much past that if we get all of that in. So what we're going to be looking at primarily is the foundation that is laid in these first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs. Really, the first nine chapters lays the foundation for the rest of the book. Sometimes as I'm sitting listening, I wonder how messages will tie in I generally, well, I try always to leave that to the Spirit of God because what may speak to one person may not speak to another and what I bring out uh, may 
speak to some and what Joe brings out speak to others, however that is. But I thought about how these messages tie together in one sense, and that is in running the race. It's helpful to have not only rules for the race, but pointers for the race. You know, people that have run the race before that can give you some advice. I was talking to a fellow the, uh, yesterday, or day before yesterday, at a store, and we got to talking about sports. He was a real tall fellow, and I thought he maybe played basketball. He said, no, he played soccer. I said, I played soccer, too, the little bit of time I was in school, which was very limited, unfortunately, because of the lifestyle I lived. But uh, in the seventh grade in public high school in Jacksonville, Florida, I played soccer. Now, I still have my seventh grade soccer jersey. The last time I put it on, my son, who's a firefighter, I thought he was going to have to get the jaws of life to uh, get me out of the thing because I couldn't hardly get it off my head. But um, we, at that time, soccer was not very popular. So as a public school, junior high school, seventh grade, the only schools we could play were private high schools. So I went out for the soccer team. We started the first day in the soccer team running and practice running one cross country. The second day we ran two cross countries and the third day three cross countries. That's how it started. Now I had never run a cross country. So I started out on that cross country, that first one, and I looked back and I thought, I am really doing good. All those guys are way behind me for like the first quarter. The next thing I knew, for the rest of the whole race, I was way behind them all the way to the end. Nobody had told me that in a race like that you had to pace yourself. Well, it's important, isn't it, to learn some of the helpful things for life and the race. And that's one of the thing, things that the book of Proverbs is going to do for us. Now, I'm going to take a little risk here. I know we're observing order as we rightfully do, so I'm going to try to do this at first with some of the younger folks that are here, defined as those that are 16 and under. Tell me if you know the answer, and raise your hand, who wrote the book of Proverbs? Very close. In the back. Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs. Very good. Now, why is that important? Here comes a really hard question this time. This young man said, David, you said Solomon. Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs. Can you tell me in the history of the nation of Israel what happened after Solomon? A very important thing happened in the history of the nation after Solomon. Any of you young people know what happened? Okay, we're going to go with... So, so, yes, you said it right there. What happened? It split. The kingdom of Israel split. And after that, if you've ever been tested on the kings of Israel and Judah as to whether they were good or bad, and you can't remember, as I have trouble sometimes remembering the different ones, just put all bad. Now, you'll make a passing grade... Uh, you won't get them all right, but unfortunately, there were some good kings in Judah in the south, 
But the north completely apostatized and went away from God. They were all bad. So it was going to be a very tough time. Why is that important? Think about this. Just before that kingdom split, God gives the nation of Israel a book of wisdom on how they are to live their lives. And he didn't do it in a way that uh, meant they had to read an encyclopedia. He did it in a very unique way in the book of Proverbs. He did it in such a way that he gave them concentrated truth that could be unpacked and opened up, but they could carry it with them in a sense in a very compact form. And then it could be expanded. Now, this will date me a little bit, if I'm not dated already by appearance and looks, but this will date me. You know, there used to be, and there may still be, but some of you will remember this, and then it will date you too. You used to buy this stuff called uh, frozen concentrated orange juice. Now, to California, I know that's anathema, and believe me, from Florida it is too. I pick my oranges in the yard and make my own juice. It's, well, I won't say it's better than California, but you know. Anyway, uh, it's good, fresh. But concentrated orange juice, you had a can of this frozen, gooey-looking concentrate that you put into a pitcher, and normally then you fill that same said can with three cans of water, and you put it into the pitcher, and you stirred and you stirred until it all mixed together. The orange juice was concentrated. You added the water to it that then expanded it. And I always think about that when I think about the Proverbs. Concentrated truth that can then be unpacked and expanded. Just think of this proverb that's found here in chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Or chapter 9 and verse 10. uh, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. You could take those two proverbs there and just expand on those proverbs and really get a lot out of them. Here's another interesting thing. Young people 16 and under. How many chapters, as we call them, are there in the book of Proverbs? I heard an answer. I didn't see a hand. Oh, there's a hand. 31. Excellent. 31. Now comes a really hard question. You'll know the answer to this one. I can tell that you're a really bright young fellow, and you'll know the answer to this one. How many days in the month are there normally? 31? Well, 30, 31, except February. So that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because you can read the book of Proverbs most months by reading one chapter a day for the month. So that's a kind of an interesting thing about the book as well. The book touches on a variety of subjects. If I were to go around the room, well, it's not a room, if I were to go around the group today and ask, tell me something the book of Proverbs talks about. I imagine that we could spend pretty much the rest of the time just taking the answers. It talks about marriage. It talks about children. It talks about raising children, talks about finances, talks about business, talks about all sorts of issues, doesn't it? Government and kings, 
it kind of covers all, all of these various aspects of life. And that fits in so well with the theme of the book of Proverbs. Now, I'm going to suggest to you that when we come to the Proverbs, that chapter 1 and verse 7 has been called the motto of the book of Proverbs. Chapter 9 and verse 10 is a parallel passage to that. The motto of the book of Proverbs. It sort of is written over the entire book. And I'll explain why that is in just a moment. The other thing we find in the book of Proverbs is from the very name of the book of Proverbs, the Hebrew word that is used for Proverbs means to make a comparison or a likeness to. So it will draw comparisons to things, or it will say, this is like thus and so. And it will bring out a picture that usually is very vivid in our minds. What are some of the features of Proverbs? Proverbs, one of the features is that it brings out sayings in a short, compact way. Instead of many words, just a few words... But it brings out sayings that are easier to remember than they are to forget. Look at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 22 for an example. Chapter 11, verse 22. Now, I'm not sure how Chris is laughing. Chris, what does your translation say in Proverbs 11, 22? Oh, a German Bible. That'd really be good, wouldn't it? That would really be good. Benjamin, do you have a German Bible as well? What does yours say, Benjamin? Tell me. Be sure of this. The wicked man will not go unpunished, but those who are righteous will go free. Oh, go to the verse before that. 22. Like a gold ring in a pig's mouth is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. Discretion. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout. A beautiful woman that lacks judgment is like a, it's like a pig with a gold ring stuck in his nose. Now, I've seen a lot of interesting creatures with things stuck in their nose, but not a pig with a gold ring stuck in his nose. That image just sort of sticks there in your mind, doesn't it? And it's made to do that. It compares something that says, wait a minute, what's wrong with this picture? That's the way we'd say it today. And it's saying that, look, as out of place as this pig is with this gold earring stuck through its nose, that's like a beautiful woman that lacks discretion. Here's another one. Let's see. Uh, Let me just make sure this is the right one. 22, no, no, I don't want that one. 21, 21, 9. 21, 9. Benjamin, I'm going to ask you to help me again on this one. Chapter 21 and verse 9. Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. With a quarrelsome wife. Um, better to live... In, a, in, a, in the corner of a house than with an arguing, 
quarrelsome wife. Go up in the corner of the rooftop. Let her have the rest of the house. <laughs> it's better for you to live in a little corner somewhere. And then another one. Benjamin, help me one more time. 2715. 2715. I'm getting Benjamin to do these because then it's him picking on the women, not me. There's <laughs> A constant dripping. Listen, waterboarding was not invented in the 21st century. There's one translation that says uh, a, a contentious woman or a quarrelsome arguing woman, it's like a drip, 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 drip. You know how annoying that is? Drip, drip, drip. Well, that's the picture you see, image, that Proverbs forces us to see. And so it has st statements that uh, are easier to remember than they are to forget. And they're so vivid, they make a point in our thinking. The other thing that we find with the Proverbs, and you found this already if you've ever read the book of Proverbs, it causes us to make a judgment because it puts things in a very black and white, no gray type of way. It doesn't really explain things as much as it does make a point. And so the, it causes you as a reader to say, well, what am I like? If this is the fool, and this is the wise person, and this is what describes the fool, and this is what describes the wise person, then which one am I? It compels the reader to make a judgment. Now, another interesting feature of the book of Proverbs is um, somebody likened it to a slideshow. It's one of the reasons why it's a little bit hard to outline the book. It covers so many different subjects, and I, I'm, I think it's what it reminds me of is it's sort of like on my computer, my screensaver is set to use my photos that are found in my computer files and it's set on random and so you know they just pop up in random they're not in any order here's one from 2004 here's one from 2011 here's one from this here's one from that that random sort of slideshow and in a sense the book of Proverbs are like that particularly after you get past chapter 9 random and so it makes it a little bit different uh, difficult if we're thinking of uh, analyzing or outlining the book as such. Short statements based on long experience. Now let's get to the motto for a moment, and we're just sort of introducing the book today and the foundation that we'll be laying hopefully in this, but let's look again at chapter 1 and verse 7. A big part of what you're going to find, the dominant theme that you will find in chapters 1 through 9, is going to be the subject of wisdom. Wisdom. But that begs a question, in a sense, for us to ask, what is wisdom? And what is wisdom in the context of the book of Proverbs? One of the things we note is that wisdom is distinct from knowledge. It's not just the amassing of knowledge. I make an application here, maybe, I believe it's on the handout, about the sophomore 
Nothing against any of you who are sophomores in school, but that's a very interesting word, sophomore, because it's made up of two words. The word Sophia is the word for wisdom, and the word more for moron. So a sophomore is a, is a wise fool. No offense. But wise fool in this sense, because they think they know it all. And anyone who thinks they know it all, the Bible will say in the book of Proverbs, is a fool. It's not just the amassing of knowledge. Wisdom. What is wisdom? Well, let's look back, if we could, for a moment into the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, and let the Scripture define Scripture. Exodus in chapter 28. Exodus chapter 28. In Exodus chapter 28, we have the instruction given to the workmen who were going to make the garments of glory and beauty for Aaron the high priest and for the Levites and so on, but particularly for Aaron the high priest. You notice in verse 3 it says this, Thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. So here they are given instruction, but what it says is, I have filled them with the spirit of wisdom. Look in chapter 31. And you'll see there that Bezalel is called. And God says in verse 3, I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge in all manner of workmanship to do the following things. Now, what was it that he was going to do? He was going to do embroidery. He was going to sew. He was go they were going to do applique. They were going to make things out of stone and make carvings out of timber. The spirit of wisdom was given for that. Wisdom in this context, this is critical to the book of Proverbs, and I believe to the understanding of the book of Proverbs. Wisdom in this context, I would define as skill. Skill. Or ability. The ability or the skill to do something. Now, when we transpose that over into the book of Proverbs and we think of wisdom, and we already said, and we've only touched on a few things, that, that Proverbs speaks on social issues. It speaks on uh, people and character and social relationships and husbands and wives and finances and marriage and, and all these different things. It talks about life, doesn't it? So wisdom in the context of this book of Proverbs is the skill for living. How to live life skillfully or with ability. Now, I said yesterday that this is a book that I wanted to, to preach on and the Lord has been speaking to me out of recently with a strong emphasis towards the young people that are here. But listen, it's not just for the young folks that are here. This is for everybody. How to live life skillfully. Now, many of you know me, and you know my testimony is very similar to Brother Joe's, and I wasn't raised in a Christian home either. 
And, and I describe my life before Christ as a train wreck. My life was a wreck. I thought I was living, but my life was a disaster. And the book of Proverbs is going to talk about how not to be a train wreck. How to live your life skillfully in this world. What an important thing that is for young folks who are standing at the very threshold, really, if the Lord spares you, of the beginning of life. And maybe you're in school, and maybe you're just about out of school, and maybe you're facing career, and maybe you're facing relationships or any of that. What a great book. God's truth given to enable you to live life skillfully. Do you want in on that? Well, here's the way you get in. And Joe has already reminded us that there's a gate and a straight way and a narrow path. And the book of Proverbs is going to hold that up right at the beginning and say, here's the door. You want in on this? Here's how you get in. And if you don't start at the starting gate, you're never going to get in. You'll never learn how to live your life skillfully. And the starting point in chapter 1 and verse 7 is the fear of the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. That's the beginning of knowledge. Boy, there's a lot we could say about this if we had the time, because when you think about it, this is why much of the world misses it. They can assume, assume or amass knowledge and assimilate certain facts, but they don't know how to live their life skillfully. Why not? They haven't started at the starting gate. And the starting gate is the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? I define the fear of the Lord in the biblical context as respect for God's authority. Respect for God's authority. So if you want to learn how to live life skillfully, you start with respecting God's authority. The opposite of, of that is to reject God's authority. To not want to submit yourself under the authority of God. To do it your way. To do your own thing. You can do that, the book of Proverbs says. But the book of Proverbs will remind you, there is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And so, the way to get in, in Old Testament language, is the fear of the Lord. Respect for God's authority. Now, God's authority has been communicated to us in that sense in His Word. It has been communicated to us through His Son. And in a New Testament parallel... Respect for God's authority means I have to recognize what it is that God has said. The book of Proverbs is about words. My son, the writer will say, hear the instruction of your father. This is about words. And God has communicated to us through His Word that it is faith in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who himself, as we will see, is wisdom that gets us in, that through that gate, that opens up these avenues of the wisdom of God for us. We'll speak more about that, Lord willing, as we 
as we move along. I'll tell you another amazing thing about the book of Proverbs as I think about it. As we, as I mentioned, my wife and I have been traveling a bit. We've seen some fantastic things. I don't know of a place I haven't stopped in some of these great scenic places where we haven't just stopped and thought, God is just incredibly awesome. I mean, you look at some of the things around you here, and you, you're just reminded of God's majesty, of His bigness, of His immensity. And yet that same God is concerned about how I treat my wife and how I raise my children if I have them and what I do in my business and all the, de- the intricate details of life that God would be interested enough in the daily affairs of our living to give us instruction about which way to go and which way not to go. That has impressed me about this book of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord. It's the beginning. It's the starting point to learn how to live life skillfully. And the book of Proverbs will instruct us what those skills are. So this is just a little bit of an entree, a little bit of an opening up to the book. And in the will of the Lord, we'll look more at this beginning section in the, in the time we have together. But I trust you'll be able to read ahead a bit and, uh, and learn some of these things that God has placed for our good. Let's just look to Him in a word of prayer. Father, we thank You again for a book that's concerned with the big things of life, salvation, where we spend eternity, and yet You're concerned with the details of life, that we don't just have to drift through life wondering about what we should do or how we should do it. You're a God who has concerned Himself with the very intricate details of our life. We thank You for this. What a revelation of Your character. Help us now as we study together in these days ahead. We look to You, and we give You thanks in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.